Ho, ho, ho. A very merry Christmas to one and all. Welcome to the James Well Radio Show Universal all over the world. And as I go about my business delivering presents for the little boys and girls, I always listen to the James Well Radio Show every Christmas. This is no exception. And he said that if I was a very good Santa Claus, I could say, roll the titles. So, well, thank you very much indeed, Santa. Yes, it is the James Well Radio Show Christmas Edition. Robbo, how are you? I'm fine. Was was that Santa, was it? Well, who the hell do you think it was? Of course it was Santa. It, it sounded like some old man about to leave the planet Earth. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Sorry? That was probably one of the best Santa Claus impressions done by a very famous actor, especially for the programme. Available for everything but weddings. Yes, absolutely. Goodness sake. I'm so, not a huge fan of Christmas. Don't start having a go at me right at the beginning, otherwise I'm going to say no Christmas programme. Why are we doing a Christmas show if you're not a fan of Christmas? Well, we're not. This is just, you've got to do a show, and it's Christmas week. Oh, you're forced to doing it then. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm working all over Christmas. Right, well, do both. Well, I might do, but, but but because I'm not actually that bothered about Christmas, uh, I'm I'm on the air between ten o'clock in the morning and one o'clock every day, including Christmas Day. Do you get paid double time? I'm not prepared to say. So what's what's Christmas like at the Whale House then? Have you got a tree and everything? No, no tree, no tree. Hey, I've I just had a great idea. Why don't you do a little interview with me? Okay. Right, no tree, no. No, no tree. No tree. Um, uh, Christmas dinner, what, what are you having for Christmas dinner? Or is it just uh, dinner? Well, uh, no, well, we'll have Christmas evening meal, probably, because I'm working. Right. But this year, and I'm, well, actually, I must talk to Tony Tobin about it as well. This year, uh, I thought we'd have pork. Pork. Yeah, we'd have pork. I like pork. Pork is quite traditional. Uh, we do celebrate the end of the year, and we look at it, and we sit around, and there's not going to be many of us around for Christmas because the family are... Uh, in fact, most of the family are working this Christmas, so we'll um, we will have a meal together, Mrs. W and I, and maybe the kids will pop over and see us. Who knows? Did you get them anything? Um, I probably got them a little something. I always send my grandchildren because I was a very young father, of course. Uh, I always send them something. And do they get you well, something? You... Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes they buy me. A book on bows and arrows or, or something like that. But we're not, we've never been... i tell you why I don't like Christmas. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I don't like... First of all, I don't like people who feel that they have, they have for some reason to get absolutely legless. I've never liked staff parties, so I don't go to those. Um, we, we gave up sending Christmas cards. Thank you very much indeed for yours. I, I told you not to bother, but thank you anyway. Uh, we gave up sending Christmas cards years ago because what happens every year is you get this tatty old bit of paper out with a list and, and you go through the list. Sometimes you can't even read the addresses. 
a lot of times you think, why am I still sending a Christmas card to this person? I never spoke to them. Um, and then you go through a list. Some people go through a list of cards saying, oh, well, they didn't send me one last year, so I'm going to knock them off the list. It's just horrendous. And then, of course, they're all the cards you send because you think you should suck up to people who may be able to employ you over the next year. So I, a number of years ago, Mrs. W and I just thought, enough is enough. I'm going to send you one next year, even though I know that you're not going to send me one. You, well, that's just because you're aggravating me, isn't it? And then you get all the people, all the religious people, going, oh, this religious and lost all its religious thing. And, you know, it's never been religious to me, even though I was, I was brought up, of course, like everybody else in the local village school. You had carol concerts. Don't get me wrong. I quite like carol concerts. I mean, they're, they're quite fun. And, and, and the, the theatre of going to midnight mass. I mean, there's, there's something about, and I'm, I'm staying at home this year, but something about going away, if you can afford it, going away and staying in a hotel over Christmas and letting the hotel do all the business. That's quite fun. Quite like that. But it is a celebration. It's the winter celebration of the end of one year and the beginning of the next year. I just wish some people wouldn't, wouldn't behave in such a sort of, I don't know, I find people think that they could behave in an appalling way at Christmas and it annoys me. Sorry. Sorry, I might be a Scrooge, but there we are. I was going to play your Christmas song and everything on this show. Oh, I think we should do that. You're not very Christmassy in that either. I'm not, no. I've, not, I've never pretended to be. You know, people who get drunk and then they come up and prod you a bit and say, Is that in the spirit of Christmas? And you think, oh, slap them and get them out of the way. That was better than your Santa impression. What was? The drunk? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually demonstrating that I am a pretty good actor and am available. I should have done pantomime. I haven't done pantomime for years. Maybe next year. Who would you play? I should sh- well, I always play the baddie, but my Abanaza has to be seen to be believed. Is there a recording of that? I don't know. I've no, I shouldn't have think so. It was a theatre production. Didn't they make a DVD? I've no idea. No, I don't think. I think uh, back in the mid-90s, did they do DVDs then? No. Well, VHS then? Um, no, I don't think we... I don't think anybody filmed it, no. Oh. You know, people didn't have little phones they could uh, they could stick up and phone. Anyway, listen, we digress. Let us continue on with the Christmas show. Go on, then. Why don't we just, you know, phone random people? Well, if we phone Tony Tobin, yeah, my, my mate, I go shooting bows and arrows with, who is, of course, uh, a celebrity chef. Well, uh, a sort of celebrity chef. Um, do, you rem- do you remember Ready Steady Cook? He was always on Ready Steady Cook. Nice guy. He's a nice guy. He should be on TV more, actually. But don't listen. We'll ring him, but don't tell him that. He might get upset. Okay. All right. Give him a call. Okay. Do that now. You are listening to James and Rob on the James Well Radio Show. Is that the legendary chef Tony Tobin? Hello, matey. Uh, why aren't you working at this time? Do you know, I've just walked in my door. I'm having a little sneaky hour off. I've left a restaurant full of revellers who are having a wonderful time. I've come home for a cup of tea with my wife and I'm going back at five o'clock. Well, that's all right then, as long as you're not, not uh, neglecting the customers at this time of year. Absolutely not. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> now, listen, see that no, you're making my life absolutely hell on the archery field. I feel right. it's only fair I should in some way reciprocate. 
Okay. I think you should promise now in front of all my millions of listeners that you're never going to beat me again. Well, I can't really promise that unless you up your game, to be honest. Uh, you know, you haven't been shooting very well recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least I don't duck off when I shoot badly halfway through. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you that one. But It's not true, but I'll give you that one. At least Christmas. <laughs> Anyway, listen, as this is my Christmas show, ho, 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 um, and uh, I thought it would only fair if you were to give some, uh, some, some hints and tips, culinary hints and tips, so that people might have uh, a, a little better luck with their Christmas fare this year. Yeah, I think and that's a great idea. Um, well, tips, I can just, I can tell you what I do. I mean, this year I've got 17 people coming. Yeah. Um, and, well, I'm not unfortunately, but when I, whenever I put an invite out, everyone always says, yes, please. Um, so the numbers kind of grow year by year. But it's, Christmas Day is all about <laughs> preparation and not being afraid to ask other people for help. So, Alex, well, that's a, that, yeah, that's a good one. So just before we do this, listen, so me and the rest of the Sunday Club, for my listeners, the Sunday Club is our little team. Of, of, of archers who, who meet most Sunday mornings and play with our bows and arrows. Uh, where, where, did our, where did our invitations get to? Oh, I think they're, they're coming by um, reindeer, but they're a little bit busy at the moment. <laughs> and that's a shame because I had, I think I had one of them for tea last night in some, uh, in some <laughs> venison burgers. <laughs> you, you can't say that at this time of year, mate. You'll lose it to your <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, venison's very nice meat. It is very nice meat, very very lean, but not to be eaten yeah. at this time of year. No, okay, all right. Well, I'm having actually. I tell you, Mrs. W and I are having pork this year. We're not. We're not going to have turkey. Right. So I think and actually that... the first question before we do anything is how do you get the best crackling? Because sometimes it's kind of sticky and not very brittle. Yeah, you see, I'm, I'm a big believer. The way I do my crackling is separate to the pork. What, so cut it off before, first and cook it separately? Yeah, before I roast the pork, because it's the skin. The crackling is the skin. Yeah. Um, so I, well, I can do it, but you could ask your butcher to remove the skin for you and trim as much fat off the skin as possible. Then what right. I do is I then um, season it with salt and pepper, eat both sides of the skin, yeah. and then I lay it between two sheets of greaseproof paper, uh-huh. and then I wrap that in two sheets of tin foil, and seal the edges. So it's completely sealed. So and it's very flat. And then the roasting tray that I uh, that I roast my pork on, mm. I put another flat baking tray underneath it, and I sit that tin foil with my skin inside it underneath that tray, so it stays really flat. Um, and then halfway through the roasting, you take that out, and it's roasted golden brown. It's like crisps. It, it just cracks. Really? Yeah. Well, I might try that. I could skin it myself. There you go. Yeah. We, we do like that in the restaurant. We cut it into um, long strips. Yeah. And then we put those in because we do chefy things. So then you garnish it with a very long, thin strip of crackling across the top of your pork fillet or something like that. But for a, for a home purposes, you can just leave a hole and then just crack it or break it all up. And yeah. then if when you open it, be careful because it would be very hot. When you take it out and you open it, if it's not quite golden enough or, or uh, crispy enough, 
just reseal it and put it back underneath the, the tray. But it normally takes about half the amount of time that the pork takes. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, well, that's a good tip. That's an excellent tip. And I'm looking forward to pork because I find turkey dry and rather uninteresting. Well, you see, that's because it's not cooked by somebody who's had 35 years of experience. God, dear, oh dear, doesn't Tobin love himself? <laughs> you should no, see, I, listen, I ladies and gentlemen, you I'm should see the tight trousers he wears in the woods. I turkey at Christmas. Go on, then. Um, and, and so it's... With turkey, it is all about the, the timings of the cooking. And also, we start the bird upside down. And that sounds a little bit weird. But the only fat that a turkey has is around the spine. Okay, so by cooking it upside down, you've got the spine at the top of the bird. Right. Um, and so all that fat kind of starts to melt and it renders through into the breast. The juices then stay in the breast. In the last half an hour, you turn the bird up the proper way, remove the foil... Uh, get it nice and golden brown, and it should it should really be cooked at least an hour before you want to carve it. And you just let it sit in the kitchen, covered in foil. It will stay at a good temperature, and it will carry on cooking um, to the middle. So the timings, um, now you can ask your butcher. And there's also mm. an app. If you anyone with an iPhone or a smartphone out there, uh, if you go into an app store, you Google um, app, for turkey cooking times and you just put in your weight and it will tell you how long to cook it for. It's so easy now. There's so much information available. Um, but nice and slowly. Don't try and rush it. Right, okay. You could cook the the sausages wrapped in bacon, my particular favourite. I could eat those without the turkey. Uh, you could cook yeah. those the day before, couldn't you? You could cook them the day. You, listen, you, there are stuff. There is stuff to do the day before. I wouldn't necessarily cook my sausages the day before because I like them cooked um, on the day. I think um, with sausages and bacon, that sort of stuff, fresh is best. All the yeah. vegetables can be prepared the day before. Some of them can be cooked the day before, depending on what you have. Let me give you a list of what we have. We have lots of stuff. So roast parsnips, you can actually um, par roast them, half roast them the day before and chill them. And then what I do is put them back into the oven. Once the turkey's out and it frees it up, it then takes 10 minutes to heat them through with some honey and some uh, black pepper, lots of pepper out of the mill. So they're like black pepper and honeyed. And they take 10 minutes to get nice and golden brown and glazed because you've already pre-cooked them the day before. Um, We've got some people that just like plain uh, vegetables. So carrots and peas, we do a, a mixture of carrots and peas for the plain ones. And again, I cook my carrots and my peas the day before while I strain them, while they're still hot, put the butter and the salt and pepper on them as if we're about to serve them, then put them into the dish that you're going to serve them with, cover them with cling film, chill them down, and then just microwave them the next day. Five minutes, they're ready. You're just warming them through. So little tips like that. Mm. Bread sauce. Now... I've always found packets which you put a few extra onions in and a twist of nutmeg in absolutely fine because some people who make their bread sauce from scratch, and I've been to places where it's awful. I know, it can be. And, and it's that's a great tip because anything that you use that's dehydrated, so those packet sauces, it's you know they've taken the sauce and then they've literally um, freeze-dried it and powdered it. Um, so to reconstitute that, normally those sources, you boil a little bit of milk up um, yeah. and, and add the powder to it, bring it up to the boil, cook it out for a few minutes, and it thickens up. Nothing wrong with that. You can bring the freshness back by adding a bit more bread or some breadcrumbs. 
um, and uh, you know some nice salt and pepper. And I find finishing it with a little bit of uh, double cream just makes it a little bit richer, and it gives it that oh, fresh yeah. taste. If you chop up, a, even if it's just a, a normal sliced white bread, if you just chop it into little dice and add it five minutes before you serve it, it makes it look like you've made it yourself. <laughs> Let's conclude this with a bit of stuffing. Okay, stuffing, really easy. What I do is I start with um, a sage and onion-based stuffing mix, Paxo, actually. I don't work for them, but I just, just happen to be... No, but I'm going to send them a bill in for some advertising after this. But so Paxo stuffing, and then um, boil a kettle. I put a big knob of butter into it, pour uh, some water from the kettle onto it, so I make it up as if it's normal stuffing. Right? Then to that, I add some crushed um, confit chestnuts. You know the, the chestnuts that you buy that are cooked? They're vacuum yep, packed. Yep, yep, yep. Crush those into it. Um, and then I grate uh, some orange zest or satsumas, tangerines, whatever you've got around at this time uh -huh. of year. Just the zest from that into that um, and then uh, let it all cool down then I add some sausage meat which you can get from the butchers now they're serving it today they were doing it in little um, plastic packs people yep. were buying loads yep. of it so put your sausage meat in, in through it obviously if you're vegetarian leave it out but I like to have sausage meat through mine and then you make it like a, a, a putty and then what I like to do is roll them into balls and then I start frying them in a pan till they get nice and golden onto a roasting tray in the oven for 20 minutes, and you've got chestnut and orange stuffing balls, and they look great on the plate next to the turkey. And you don't you don't stuff it inside the turkey? No, I think it's a waste. I always cook my stuffing separately. Do you ever put anything in the turkey? No. Pack, pack of butter goes in there, and then so it's, you know, towards the end, you're basting it with lovely nut brown butter. Yeah. And what about some people stick butter under the skin, between the skin and the meat before they cook it? You can do that. But to be honest, it's it's not absorbed by the meat. It just melts and runs out and ends up in the bottom of the tray. So yeah. then you're just basting it over. So um, you can, but to, honestly, to me, I think it's a waste of time. But I want to talk okay. to you about sprouts. In my house, the sprouts, we shred them. Really well, that's a good them, idea, yes. I, I cook them in my wok. Like with smoked bacon, the chestnuts yeah. that you haven't used in the stuffing, and then soy sauce and sesame oil right at the end. So it's a proper Chinese style, but with chestnuts and smoked bacon. I promise you, even people that come to me say I hate sprouts, love my sprouts. I love sprouts anyway. I mean, as long as they're not boiled to nothing and brown. I like that. I like sprouts. I love... I tell you what, my Indian restaurant up the road, after Christmas, obviously they have sprouts left over. They do a sprout bhaji. Delicious. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of that. We had a shoot the other day, and Tony brought down some uh, some mulligatawny soup. That was excellent. Did 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 nobody know you brought that soup down to the uh, to the woods? Well, I, I no, I told them I was going to make a soup, yeah. but with you in mind, I made mulligatawny because I know that you you're a big fan of um, curry. Yeah, no, it was excellent. But some some people I was glad to see said, oh, it's a bit spicy. And I said, yeah, well, only only real men can eat this kind of soup. <laughs> Did many people drink the mulled wine? Uh, yeah, I think it was finished. Um, I, of course, don't okay. approve of alcohol with weaponry. Well, it was supposed to be served after all the weaponry was put back into the boots of everybody's car. <laughs> yes, no, I, there, was a, there wasn't enough for all the people who wanted it, of course. Right, good.
Well, it's always nice to leave people wanting. That's yeah, because I, I don't think you made enough soup for a hundred and so people anyway. Uh, well, there was two other people making soup. I just made the yeah. soup for the special people. Yeah, well, the special people enjoyed it. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, listen, um, I, I'll, I'll see you on Sunday and I'll probably beat you this Sunday. Um, and thank you well, very much might, for I helping us all out with Christmas. our Christmas dinner. Right, say goodbye to everybody. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Have a lovely, lovely Christmas and I hope the tips have helped you uh, through what will be a very busy day. But don't worry, once you sit down, if you've cooked, the rule is once you sit down to eat, your day is done and everybody else does the washing up. Just remember that. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. Okay, matey. Cheers, James. Thanks for that. Cheers. Bye. Uh, so there we are. That was Tony Tobin. I told you he was a good bloke. I'm going to use all his tips apart from the sprouts. Why? How are you going to get sprouts through a shredder? No, you just you just cut them up and they shred themselves. Right. I, listen, this is what you do. You know, sprout is basically a, a dwarf cabbage, right? Right. So cut the little stalk off. Mm. Be careful. And, of course, ask your mummy or daddy to do it for you because knives can be sharp. Cut the stalk off and then chop up the little sprout. They shred themselves, basically. If you cut the stalk off, they shred themselves. Right. I've never eaten a sprout. Why not? I love sprouts. It's green. I love sprouts. Yeah, I love sprouts. Yeah. Lisa's given me some, uh, some hints on how to get my crackling crackly. Yeah, that was a really, really good idea. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to do that, by the way. I think I'm just going to score it, rub a lot of salt in, and then put some pepper on it, and then cover it with some honey. I think we should do a cookery program. Do you think we should? Yeah, film it. Well, let's, let's, let's see if we get any response. If, if anybody wants us to do a cookery program, get in touch. If there's one thing I hate about Christmas, it's all those horrible songs. Well, if you can't Join them Would everyone sing along Here we go Ho, 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 ho Merry Christmas With bells on I said Ho, 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 ho Merry Christmas With bells on A feeling sprouts And washing up A drinking beer And chunking up a quick snog under the mistletoe. Look that, here comes that. Oh, cool, blimey, oh no, here we go. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, with bells on. I said, ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, with bells on. The turkey's in the oven. Rubbish on the TV. Jingle, jingle, jingle. That's why we're singing this song. Jingle, 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 ding dong. Merry Christmas, the bells on. A Merry Christmas, the bells on. A Merry Christmas, the bells on. I said, Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, the bells on. It's party time. Let's have some fun Would everybody Sing along Stop the turkey Put a cracker Oh, go blimey, oh no Here we go Ho, 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 ho Merry Christmas With bells on I said Ho, 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 ho Merry Christmas With bells on 
one last Christmas Spent it on my own All I got was polka dot white fronts And a father for me mobile phone From the pound shop Jingle ding dong Merry Christmas The bell's on A Merry Christmas The bell's on Merry Christmas The bell's on I said Eamon? Hello? Hi, Eamon, it's James. Can you hear me? Yes, my friend. Yes, 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 I can hear you. Loud and clear okay. now, yeah. Are you in a car going somewhere? No. Oh, right. Do you, uh, do you got a couple of minutes to do a chat for my, uh, my Christmas show? No, um, uh, because I am unloading a removal lorry. I'm at the site <laughs> of um, a container uh, depot, basically, is where I am picking some furniture <laughs> out. So we're having to load it up and, and select it. So now I wouldn't be right, no. <laughs> well, that's all right. Listen, wish everybody a happy Christmas. I'll stick that in and I'll talk to you soon. What do you mean you'll stick that in? Well, I'll, you know, I'm record. I'm on the air now. So you could just say Merry Christmas to everybody and then that'll be it. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> You're not you could do air, better than that. What? You're not on air. No, no, I'm not on air, but you could just wish everybody a Merry Christmas and then I'll drop that into the programme. Oh, I'm with you, right. Okay. Hello there, this is Eamon Holmes on the James Whale Show. Have a happy Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. If you told me you were doing manual work, I'd come and help you. I am. Oh, if only. Hello, everyone. I hope you've been good little boys and girls and that Santa will be good to you. This is Eamon Holmes on the James Whale Show. Have a great Christmas and New Year. Oh, <laughs> all right! You're trying to take my job away from me. Stop it. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, right. Well, if you need me, Talk if soon. you need me, I, I should be about after five o'clock or something. Um, if you want to phone me then. All right, mate. If I can, I will. Okay. If not, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Now it's always nice to have people on the phone, uh, and uh, Eamon was no exception. Except he sounded a bit busy. I don't like to think of Eamon working that hard without help. You know. Off you go then. Well, no, I, I haven't got time. I'm busy. Oh. I'm busy because I have to now sing a Christmassy song to get everybody listening into the Christmas mood. Not with your song, you won't. Why not? Well, it's more anti-Christmas, isn't it? No, of course not. Are you sure? I mean, this is... Yeah. Wrap it up for Christmas. What could be more Christmassy than wrapping up Christmas? Here it is. It's the holly and the ivy time of year. Nice and peaceful in the studio till a bunch of carol singers try to get on the show. I say, hey, merry gentlemen, cut the ding dong and I'll teach you the words of a different song. Christmas is crackers, it's just a promotion. Rudolph and Santa can jump in the ocean. Christmas is fun and happy and funny. It's just an excuse to part me from the money. You won't catch me giving Christmas cheer. Now sing the song. Oh, boy. 
whale that's you oh shut up that was fine that was fine who have we got next james who can we call well listen i tell you what um I, a, a, a lady that i have known for years and years and years linda nolan in fact linda nolan uh was on my television show back in the 90s quite regularly and uh, i think it'd be quite nice to uh, to have a chat with linda christmas she loves christmas uh, and she'll probably be in Blackpool. So why don't we give Linda a ring and have a chat with her? Okay, I'll do that now. Hello? Hi, Linda. It's Rob from the James Well Radio Show. Oh, hi, Rob. How are you? Not too bad. I'm going to put you through now. Hi, James. Linda, how are you? I'm absolutely stressed to hell, James. I'm out Christmas shopping with everybody in the world. What, all your sisters? Well, no, I mean, I'm shopping for everybody in the world, but my, no, but it's just don't so buy, packed. Don't buy me anything this year, Linda, because I haven't bought you anything. Oh, no, James, not again. Well, I'm oh. sorry, mine is already in the post on its way to you. Oh, now, now I'm feeling just, bad again. That's the just trouble. Just to drive it back. It's okay. <laughs> Are you not working this Christmas? 
I do mostly charity stuff at the moment, and I actually foster babies now. You don't. <laughs> I do. You f- I've been past able and everything. It didn't even cost me money. <laughs> this is not the Linda Nolan that used to appear regularly on my television show and get blokes getting very flustered all the time. Well, do you know what? Out of all the TV shows that I've ever done, James, that's the one that most people remember. <laughs> I do I'm sorry. get so many compliments about it. I saw a, a piece on that Twitter the other day where I sang at Christmas with, um, um, oh God, what's his name? Bernard Manning. We sang Christmas songs. Oh, yes. <laughs> And that's still going around and doing, yes. I'll, I'll have to see if yes, I can find it I and know. play it on the so show. popular. <laughs> Over 20 <laughs> years ago, we did that. Oh, don't. I know. We were both in our teens. I had a full head of hair. Well, <laughs> you look very distinguished now without, or <laughs> whichever you prefer. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. They were good days, weren't they? We they were, they were. And, you know, I'm a great believer in that everything happens for a reason and um, and you you have your life to live and you have to live it to the full and you have to try and get the most out of every day. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, particularly when you've been through what we've been through, you know, mm. we're so aware of spending as much time as we can with the people that we love and letting them know that we love them and, you know, because all of a sudden it can be gone in a heartbeat and it's too late yep. then. Yep. Are you going yeah. to get together with some of your sisters and do some more singing apart from charity or not? Well, you never, you know, never say never. Never say never. Maybe next year, the year after, we might, you know. And, 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 and of course, I think we'd have to include Bernie in the show somehow. So, I saw a documentary on the Nolans not long ago. Um, I'm sure you're, you're aware of the one I'm talking about. Which one? The one when we got did the reunion for the last tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I'd yeah. forgotten. And I, even back when when you were guesting on my TV show, I'd forgotten how big the Nolans were when you first started. I know it was amazing. We had such a great career. We've had great fans, and I think I think our fans have stuck with us because we, you know, when we first started, of course, we were doing all of those variety shows that were on TV, the two Ronnies. Malcolm mm. and Wise Christmas special, Mikey Arwood, Les Dawson, and you know people people kind of grew up with us. And so when we did the reunion tour in 2009, it was amazing that we had you know mothers with their children and some with their grandchildren. You know, I know, and I, I and, and sometimes you don't even realise, do you, when you're actually living through those times, just how special they are? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, we were when we went to Japan in 1981-82 at the time we'd sold more record, records than the Beatles over there mm. and um, it was unbelievable we got to the airport we had to have security to get us out we did two shows at the Budokan uh, which holds 10,000 10, stadium at the time and um, it was just our tour sold out in three hours and it was just unbelievable. And at the time, like you say, you're thinking, oh, I can't bear it. I want to be able to go to the shops. I want to be able to do this. And yet when we come back, when we came back home and looked back on it, it was like everything, if you're in this business that you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And let that be a, a warning to those people who think that that's what they want. As soon as it happens, embrace it 
rather than thinking, oh, yeah. I wonder how long I can keep Enjoy this going. It. Enjoy it for what it is because it won't last forever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the other, yeah. the other thing I think uh, that, that people have to understand as well is um, that it is, it's not really reality. People think it, is, it, become, it isn't a reality. It's, it's really weird because, you know, we do things like, like that and then we go shopping in Sainsbury's and people look at us as if we're, oh, my God, I thought you'd have someone to do your shopping for you or, you know, it's, it's like that's reality. You know, what we do is it's just a gift and that we are very, um, I suppose, without sounding too cheesy, but we're very blessed that we can, you know, do what we love doing and earn a living from it. You have Why have to, you stayed in Blackpool? People. Why have you never moved from Blackpool? Well, we did. We moved to London. Um, we came to Blackpool in 64 from Dublin. Yep. Then we moved to London in 1974 because of work. And then I had a show in Blackpool, um, Maggie Mays, on Central Pier. And so it was easier to live in Blackpool because the summer season in Blackpool is uh, six months because of the illumination. So rather than running two houses, we just moved back to the friendly north. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing Maggie May anymore. Oh, God, no. I finished, Maggie May finished in 1996. I did it for 10 years. And it was fabulous, you know, but things move on and, um, you know, and people still talk about it, especially particularly in Blackpool, obviously, but they still talk about it. Uh, but it was, it was a great time. It really was. You know, and then I moved on, to, of course, to doing uh, musical theatre. I did Blood Brothers. And I did you that did? for eight I years. I did two years in the Brothers. West End. And then... Um, uh, then I went on tour with it, and uh, and then of course when my husband got ill and and he passed away, I just found it too difficult to go back touring. Really. So that's mm. when I kind of took a a back seat a little bit until our reunion tour in 2009, which was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Well, you've got to do some more, and uh, in this next year. Um, we're going to have yep. to get together because we haven't sat down and uh, had a drink for ages and ages. So let's make I it well, something we should do. I promise you that when we, when we are, if, if and when we decide that we will do something else, I will give you a ring and let you know so we can have a chat about it. All right, sweetie. And I'll come along and yep. introduce you. Brilliant. All right, then we'll hope that. All right. Listen, you have a really good Christmas. And, um, and, you. and And don't forget, I love stuff from TK Maxx. Oh, no, I, I went straight to Chanel and Boss for you. There was no second-hand labels for it for me. Uh, you uh, only deserve uh, the best. Merry Christmas. And listen, I, I, I wish you Christmas. all the best. Oh, thanks, James. It's great to talk to you. And you have a lovely time as well. And you, sweetheart. Take it easy. Okay. Bye. Now, as mentioned by Linda, uh, here's the clip of her and the legendary Bernard Manning. Bernard, I always thought, uh, was very misunderstood by a lot of people. Uh, I knew Bernard very well. He appeared on the show like Linda quite regularly. He was a very funny man. He wasn't a racist bigot like a lot of people thought he was. He was a really nice guy who was funny and probably would go down very well today with uh, with the new bunch of stand-up comics. And I think one thing a lot of people didn't know about Bernard is that he was a fantastic singer. He was a singer with a dance band back in the 50s, long before he became a comedian. And so together, Linda Nolan and Bernard Manning singing Winter Wonderland. Are you listening? 
down the lane. Snow is glistening, a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. In a meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on, we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we made Walking in a winter wonderland should wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Ask everybody to tell their friends to follow us here, of course, at the jameswellradioshow.co.uk. Thank all our sponsors, uh, of course, uh, for, uh, for sticking with us. And also, all those radio stations, too numerous to mention here, but we will, of course, mention them uh, from time to time. Audio Boo, who put this program out, uh, talentgb.com and all the people from there, uh, and apologise profusely that I haven't sent everybody Christmas cards. That's okay, I forgive you. Thank you very much indeed. So we wish you all a great Christmas. Tell your friends about us. Yep, and we'll see you next year.
listening to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.